Two people, let's be honest, in a bit of a state. So they're, they're walking on the way home, but you know, they're not in a good way. It's been a difficult time. And they are, what shall we say? They're a bit emotional. Is that the right way to put it? Feelings are running high. Um, and this is one of their problems, is that their emotions are affecting how they are viewing the world. Their emotions, in fact, are affecting how they are viewing the world a lot. They are disappointed. They are convinced that they have been let down. They are probably frightened because the Romans are involved and the Romans don't do anything gently. They're probably also frightened because, like Peter, people are starting to come to the attention of the Sanhedrin, the ruling Jewish leaders, who are beginning to target people uh, who are associated with Jesus. So they're disappointed and they're frightened. And because of that, they're probably disillusioned as well and thinking, well, you know, we thought it was all going to be and it isn't. And that's quite difficult. And here's the problem, though, is that sometimes our emotional responses prevent us from seeing what is right in front of us. Sometimes because we are so full of the emotion of the moment that we don't actually notice what is patently obvious in front of our eyes. If I'm honest with you, you often find, I don't know about you, maybe it's just me, but there is a conflict between my emotional eyes and my spiritual eyes. And when I start to look too intensely through my emotional eyes, I become remarkably spiritually short-sighted. I don't know, does that happen to you? It happens to me a lot. I'm an emotional guy, what can I say? But it's not good because it doesn't help, it doesn't enable. And in reality, with the two walking towards Emmaus and Jesus joining them, you might think, well, this is quite remarkable. Here's a guy that they've spent time with for a long time, and then they don't actually recognize them. But the reality is that in looking at them, we can see ourselves. When we get ourselves into a proper state, I, I'm not going to say two and eight because people don't know what that means. It's Cockney rhyming slang for a state. But anyway, people get themselves into a state, including me, and what God is doing is blatantly obviously in front of us, and we just don't see it because we're so full of emotion and we don't notice. And I appreciate that in this esteemed gathering, I'm the only one that that ever happens to, um, but it gets in the way. It gets in the way, and that's interesting. So they didn't recognize him. However, <laughs> having said that, here are some things that they did because they didn't recognize Jesus that actually we should do every time we're with Jesus. But they did them because they didn't recognize Jesus. I want to talk about three things that they did because they didn't recognize Jesus. And I think it's three things that we can, should learn to do when we're with Jesus. Here's the first one. They talked naturally to Jesus. They talked naturally to Jesus. So they didn't know it was him. 
So frankly, they just told them where they were at. They didn't dress it up. They did not gild the lily. They said, well, look, here's the deal. Been chasing around after this geezer for the last three years. We got very excited, us and a whole load of other people. We thought it was a big deal, and frankly, we're let down. Frankly, we expected better, and we didn't get it. To be perfectly honest, we thought this was it, and it wasn't. And that has really floored us. We're walking home, we're miserable, we're fed up, we're frankly disappointed with God, and this bloke Jesus has let us down. Now, if they'd known it was Jesus, they quite possibly wouldn't have said that. (laughs) But the truth is, that's where they were at. The truth is, that's where they were at. But they wouldn't have said it. So, in fact, they behaved naturally towards Jesus. They spoke their minds. Like like they were having a real relationship, you know? Like they were having a proper, honest relationship. They spoke their minds. They weren't heavy and formal and stiff. They didn't call him master and teacher. I know he's master and teacher, but they they were in a state and they shared the state they were in. Now, the reality, I know you know where I'm going. I know you know where I'm going, but that's no bad thing. You know, it's a bit like those comedy jokes where you know the punchline's coming, but even when it comes, it's still funny. You know, it's a bit like that. Yes, you're right. We should be like that with Jesus now. Yes, I know you know this. But are we? We should just be blunt and honest. When life is not good, we should tell them straight. I mean, you know, not be rude, don't get me wrong, but at the same time go, look, frankly, I feel bad. I feel disappointed. I feel unhappy. I thought I was expecting something different. I didn't get it. Why not? What about me? You never say that. I know. I do. Um, But, you know, this is not what I wanted. This is all wrong. It is fine to talk to God respectfully but honestly. It's okay to do that. Where it goes wrong, in fact, is the opposite, where we take the huff. Do you ever take the huff with God? You ever done that? Ah, phew. I'm glad. Yeah, it would be difficult to be in a church where people take the huff with God, that would be terrible. And just don't talk to them because things have not gone the way they That would be awful. Dear, oh dear. Thank goodness nobody here does that. And, 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 and then just give up praying because, frankly, we've just, um, we, we've just let our emotions take over and we're not seeing with spiritual eyes and we're not recognizing that God is in the situation and has been from the start and is working it out. But really, we are all whipped up into a state and we can't see it. So we take that off. Uh, no? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. You know, when Jesus is here, we should talk honestly. Really, that's what we should do. It's good. It's good that we should. And that's true. So, number one, because they didn't know it was Jesus, they spoke naturally. But to be perfectly honest, we should be talking naturally to Jesus all the time. Now, don't get me wrong, it works the other way around as well. We have to go, Jesus, this is amazing. This is incredible. Look what you did. Who was I was listening to? I think other people were listening to it. It was um, some guy was, was talking, church leader, 
I'll say some guy who's probably quite important. And he was, <laughs> he, was, he was saying, if he's listening to this, he'll be cross now. But uh, yeah, some guy, some guy somewhere. And he was saying, you know, he said to God, what do, what do you want to tell me? And God said, well, look at that tree. And, and he, pardon? It's Pete Gregg. Thank you for that. It's the prayer course. That's the one. Thank you. Well, I told you it was some guy. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. There you go. Anyway, so, and, um, and, you know, he's sort of expecting some kind of big prophetic thing, you know what I mean? Some, some, you know, I, I am now going to be, you know, Ezekiel, seeing the meaning of the future from this tree. And he said, yes, God, what about the tree? And God said, it's a good tree, isn't it? <laughs> It's a good tree, isn't it? Look. And you know, and it's time to take a breath and go, yeah, God, good tree. Nice tree. You know? Do you, do you ever do that? Do you get up in the morning and go, nice day, God. Nicely made. Do you do that? Do you know, if you went to somebody's house and they gave you a cake, would you just eat the cake and say nothing about it? No. So when God gives you a nice day, why do we not compliment them? That would be natural, wouldn't it? Would that not be natural? That would be just, frankly, that's not natural. That's polite. And we are British. Do you know? We say we don't get, we don't get close with God sometimes because our Britishness gets in the way. And yet sometimes we have an encounter with God and we just stop being British. We should at least be polite and say, thank you for today, God. That was a good day. That was nice weather, good view, well made. My goodness, must have taken you ages. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Took me a week to put that together. Yeah, absolutely. We should be doing that because it's natural. You know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Number two, on the natural, because they didn't know that it was Jesus, they invited him into their home. Now, when I say they invited him into a home, they didn't say, wait outside while I hoover and run next door and get the best crockery. You didn't know, did you, that they had hoovers in those days? <laughs> okay, little bit of license there, but you know what I'm saying. And they didn't, and they didn't you know, set the table, they just went, yeah, 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 we're gonna sit down. Because remember, they're miserable. You know, they're not enthusiastic. Yeah, 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 we're gonna sit down, we're gonna eat a bit, yeah, yeah, come in. And they did, because it's normal. And they were normal, it was normal in their normal life. Jesus was invited into their normal life, not their ceremonial life, their normal life. They put on no uniform. They cleaned up not at all. They sat in their ordinary chairs and got out their ordinary crockery, and they ate their ordinary food, and they talked in an ordinary way around an ordinary table with an ordinary Jesus. That's a plan, isn't it? We've been talking about earlier in the year about how it would be a good thing that we spend more time eating together and eating with others. And it is. It's a fantastic thing. But here's a thing. It would be good to spend time eating with Jesus too. He likes. He came in. He agreed. It was normal. But more than that, more than that, it's about the principle of having Jesus normally in your house. Okay, so somebody's come to live in your house for a, for a week. Just, just 
Picture the scenario. Has that ever happened to you? Okay. So here's the thing. They're living in your house a week. You never talk about them to each other, and you never mention them, and they sit at your table. You never talk to them. Remember I said you were British? Well, that's just rude, isn't it? Is Jesus in your house? So do you talk about him? Do you talk to him together, normally, naturally, like he's there? Because that would be normal, wouldn't it? And even if it wasn't normal, it would just be polite. But suddenly, because it's Jesus, we don't. Far from being the Savior in our lives, He becomes the elephant in the room. That's not natural. But because they didn't know it was Jesus, they invited Him in the house and they were just normal around Him because He was a normal person. And they didn't think anything of it. We should do the same, should we not? Okay, third thing. They discover that it's Jesus, and guess what? They get excited. Now, it can't just be Emily Munden that gets excited. <laughs> it can't just be her. It's exciting. Is it exciting to meet Jesus? Is that an exciting thing? Okay. So here's the thing. All right. So I've, I've, I've got a wife who's now with us in person and not just in knitwear. Okay. I've known her a long time. All right. Here's the thing. When I talk to other people, whether I like it or not, she kind of comes out in conversation. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to because she's a normal, natural part of my life. So I, I, you know, I don't have it on my agenda. List of things to tell people. I'm going to tell people I'm married to a woman called Arlene. It's not on my list. But as I talk normally, out it comes. And people quite quickly pick up that I'm a married man. And then they quite quickly pick up that I've got a wife called Arlene because I'm inadvertently mentioning her. Guess why? Because she's a normal, natural part of my life. And when I talk about my normal, natural life, I end up mentioning the people that are part of my normal, natural, ordinary life. Does that make sense? Guess what happens if Jesus is part of your ordinary, natural, everyday life? You will start talking about Jesus. He will sneak out in conversation because you will be accidentally, without thinking about going, yeah, I was only talking to Jesus about that yesterday. And, and, and suddenly you've mentioned Jesus. I, can I just give you a, a word of warning about your expectations when you mention Jesus? Just about your expectations when you mention Jesus. So you're in an ordinary situation somewhere and you mention Jesus. Okay, I'm just going to warn you, the sky will not fall in. Okay? The person will not suddenly turn out to be heavily armed and violently inclined. It, wo it actually won't happen. You won't. I'm going out on a limb here. I hope it doesn't happen. You won't die. If you do die, free funeral, okay? So, all right, but uh, you know, yeah, we have the means. I can do that for you. But the reality is, you won't. 
All that will happen is that people will notice that a natural part of your ordinary life involves Jesus. And then that's exciting. But that only happens because we talk naturally to Jesus. And we involve Him naturally in our lives. And therefore, when we talk about our ordinary lives, guess what? Along with talking about the people that we're friends with, the people that we're related to, the people that we live with, we also talk about Jesus because it's just normal and natural. And that's fantastic. Do you know what else happens? Just to go in full circle here. So, I get agitated about things. Do you ever get agitated about things? I get agitated about things. Okay, I want you to know, and this will surprise you, I don't tend to bottle things up. Okay, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a bottler. The, um, uh, you know, what you see um, with the volume turned up is uh, what you get, really. Uh, I'm that kind of person. It's out there, right? But what happens when I'm agitated? Well, one of the things that happens when I'm agitated is I go home and I tell Arlene how agitated I am. Okay? And here's the thing. I tend not to dress it up. I don't put on, you know, my best… I don't go to the thesaurus and find large words to explain. Okay? In fact, Mostly what I'm trying to do is edit words out as I describe how unhappy I am, rather than put words in. And, and I'm being natural, and I'm being normal, and I'm telling the truth because I am sharing it. And guess what? I notice that Arlene's there, and I'm glad that she's there. And my emotions do not blind me to the fact that I am privileged to have friends and family I have elders, I have trustees in this church, I have friends among this church and outside that I can share troubles with. And I don't suddenly think, because I'm upset, there's nobody. But above everybody, there's Jesus. And we mustn't let our emotion of the moment mean that we fail to recognize that Jesus is walking along with us naturally. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just want to have a natural, honest, 